Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners. The hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, how are y'all doing today? It's the holidays, and we're reading a Bible the holidays. Emily is singing in Mandarin in the holidays. I'm trying song. to break yeah, into like... the. I'm trying to make the very difficult leap of breaking into the Christmas song canon. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh! I have so many. Don't you even worry. No, but, but I mean all new the ones. Parts, so I mean new awkward. new ones. And I mean a oh. new Christmas song. Yeah, it's like that coveted spot. You know how like every year on the radio, it's all old songs. It's all the classics, and then there's like two pop songs, like two new two Christmas pop songs, covers or maybe new ish. Yeah, or like brand new ones particularly is rare, you know? That's like what love actually is about. He's trying to break in and be Christmas number one. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It's awesome. Yeah, and he's even like doing a parody of his own song, which is doubly weird, but... Yeah, totally, (laughs) it is weird. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a blast. So if you really love Christmas, come on, let it snow. This is shit, isn't it? Yep. Anyway, wow. yeah, let us know if All you right. would uh, vote for Dedeker's song to go on to the top to top 100 Billboard Christmas charts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think this is going to be our last episode of 2019. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, we're taking a little break after this so that we can celebrate the holidays and stuff no, like I'm that. No, I'm super excited to take a hot second for ourselves and uh, to just, you know, be with our loved ones during the holidays, which will actually be the two of you, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Jason and I are flying to Shanghai Heck for yes. Christmas with Emily. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question for you, Em. Now, the actual Christmas... Like, biblical Christmas story is quite a ways away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sadly. A long, long time away. And the irony is that by the time we get to it, it's probably very unlikely it's actually going to link up with Christmas. I mean, we'll oh, see, boy, but yeah. you know, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but I'm just wondering, you know, in the States, Christmas has is a very religious holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of some a lot of people celebrate Christmas secularly but of course it has religious ties what was your feeling about all that growing up because you celebrated Christmas growing up correct yeah I it was just an excuse to give each other presents and yeah, have yeah, a tree yeah. but, up. I, but I'm wondering what was your perception though of the religious side of like nativity hmm. scenes and things like that well I knew like it was supposedly when Jesus was born although I thought that that theory has been debunked and that he was actually born in July or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it seems pretty unlikely also that Jesus was actually, you know, birthed on December 25th. Yeah, but, yeah probably yeah. not. But 
Yeah. So now, I mean, I knew that that was happening and that there was a nativity scene and that that was like all the animals and the, what are they? The, the uh, wise men. We three kings uh-huh. of Orientar, you know. Wait, yes. yeah. are they the three kings? Is that them? They are the three kings of oh, Orientar. Oh, sweet. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you can't say they are the three kings of Orientar. You say they the three kings of Orientar. But yeah, uh, and then, I don't know. I mean, that was basically it. And the, yeah, she was a virgin, Mary, and stuff. And But he came out anyways. <laughs> <laughs> real bummer real bummer for her (laughs) so that was that Uh, I don't know yeah it was a it was a fun time again just like a good excuse for presents and stuff but my grandmother definitely mm -hmm. celebrated Christmas in the biblical sense of uh, I guess being being interested in it as a biblical (laughs) story (laughs) holding an interest in it yeah well so we always a lot of Christian kids grow up celebrating a hybrid of both Christian Christmas and secular Christmas oh yeah Um, yeah definitely what is what does that mean I'm really interested like I I guess mine is like super secular so like I don't even know what else people do we went to a candle lighting ceremony once. That was cool. It was at a church. It was at a church, but then I remember my mom being like, yeah, that was still a little bit too, like, it was a little oh, too wow. churchy for me. Yeah. Because they did yeah. do some yeah. readings and stuff. We just thought it would be people lighting candles and it would be pretty, but it totally wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on us. But yeah, please yeah. continue. Well, okay, secular secular Christmas is like Santa, reindeer, Christmas tree, mm-hmm. you know, the presents, jingle bells, and all that presents, stuff. Yeah. all that stuff. Um, you know, frosty, yeah. Christian Christmas, pretty solidly, birth of Christ, angels, shepherds, wise men, three kings of Orient are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, mainly, mainly though, in, tr- in practice for most people, it just involves going to church. Well, I mean, probably leading up to it, you know, on Sundays. And so you're getting like the parts of the, um, like the Advent, you're getting sort of the, there's like a, a version of the Advent that just happens on the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Emily, do you know what the Advent is? Wait, is it a, an Advent calendar is like for all the days before Christmas and you get to eat like a little cookie or something in the calendar? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Usually starting after Thanksgiving would be like the Advent season. And that's when the pastor would start preaching specifically on the passages that have to do with the lead up to the birth of Christ. Wow. No, I yeah. did or, not know that. Okay. Or about, for instance, passages in Isaiah that prophesize the coming of Christ. What? So Spoiler alert. That. Dedeker. Yeah. Jeez. For- Spoilers. <laughs> You'll forget. I don't know that I will. Maybe I will. I probably will. <laughs> So it was like that. And then on Christmas, we would usually go to a Christmas Eve service. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was yeah. the candle lighting one, yeah, generally. Yeah, t- totally, totally. Yeah, Pretty. I don't know if we lit candles. We mostly oh, like... that was my favorite part. It was very beautiful. I would... Maybe we lit some candles some years. We would sing like some pretty songs. Like some what? Christmassy songs. Ooh, like what? Uh, usually the religious ones. Um, like Silent Night is a classic. Silent Night, Noel is a classic. Uh, also <laughs> yeah. a classic. Also um, Steely Dan. <laughs> Uh, oh, Holy Night. There was always someone who performed Oh, Holy Night. Oh, and it was right. always a gamble of like, <laughs> if who, there could, were any good. If, who could who could hit those high notes without being just like super brassy or not. Our soprano just can hit that note so effectively every single time here. I'm always so impressed with her because like, even if she's like, oh, my good voice is tired. She's just like, ah! 
Anna, it's so good. <laughs> Is that what she sounds like? <laughs> no, but I, I'm not warmed up Amazing. and I'm not going to do it right now. Uh, but so in addition to the advent calendar, there's the advent candles, which uh, are what? lit each of the... Uh, each of the weeks leading up. And this is something that usually they'll do like in church services leading up to it. I remember now. Yeah. So there's four candles that get lit on the Advent wreath is usually how it's done. We never had an Advent wreath. Jeez. And then there's the Advent candles, which are usually like big purple candles because purple is a Bible color. We didn't have any purple candles. What are you talking about? I, I bet you, I would bet you so much that you had purple candles and you just don't remember. Because purple is like the I bet liturgical she would have remembered. She but we didn't remembered. have like liturgy. We were evangelicals. We weren't Catholic. Okay, maybe not. Maybe we not. We were progressive. <laughs> yeah, okay. With our white candles. Sure. No, just the last one's white, usually. <laughs> Fine. Because and Loha sometimes one rose, is pink. air, yeah. what is it? Yeah, because he's uh, white <laughs> as... A flower or whatever. Damn it. I can't. I don't remember the words to this song unless I'm singing it into. Okay. I think we need to get to the yeah, Bible. Let's, let's we need get to get to the Bible. Anyways, we're going to do Joshua. Oh, and what are we drinking? I'm, I'm having a wonderful Elvis juice, which is a grapefruit infused IPA. Again, yeah. I, I love it. Yes. But uh, the difference is this time I had some grapefruit juice, real grapefruit juice beforehand. So it's really like enhancing the flavor, I think. Oh, that's, that's good. Nice. It's enhancing and not making it seem Awful. weak and comparison. No, no. Yeah. It's it's grapefruit on grapefruit. I love it. Nice. That's great. Uh, we, Jason and I are drinking hot buttered rum. Yeah. Very it, seasonal. Do you stick butter in it? No. It, we use, it's a mix. It's a pre-made mix. I bet you it'd be pretty easy to just make it on your own. I think all you need is brown sugar and butter and rum and hot water. I think that's Can it. Can you make it with Earth Balance <laughs> so it's vegan? Possibly. Possibly. I'm, sure I, I'm positive that there are vegan hot butter rum recipes. Hot butter rum, there's got to be. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I'll bet you, honestly, even if you, just, if you took out the butter and maybe just added like some salt, like some brown sugar, a little bit of salt to get a little bit of that balance out of the flavor. Yeah, it'd probably be a similar kind maybe of deal. Maybe a dash of coconut milk for the creaminess. Mmm. Yeah. But nice. that is quite nice, All getting right. us in the holiday spirit here. And so today, ho, ho, ho. today before we continue, Emily, can you quickly recap for us what happened last time? Yes, I Jericho, 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 because I talked to people about uh-huh. this. I was like, what, you know, what was up with that, man? <laughs> like, they ran around the freaking, you know, city a bunch and like trumpeted a ton. Like, why did nobody try to take them out from like the battlements or whatever? Yeah, but no, that totally didn't happen. And then they yelled a lot, and then the whole city fell down. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, And Rahab, her family lived. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also had their other cool little ambush. Do you remember that one, too? Like, kind of the next town over Mm. or whatever it was? I don't even remember that Mm. one. What happened with the ambush? Yeah, yeah. That was the one where they, they sent some troops over to another city, and a few of them got beaten, and so they were like, we're too afraid. And then he's like, no, no, no. It's because we're, well, first of all, it was because Yahweh wasn't blessing them because Ahor had, or Ahan, Ahan or whatever, yes. Ahan at Mount Ahor yes. had taken some sort of thing, some precious things, some some forbidden things from Jericho. So that had happened. That was one thing. Oh, yeah. And so we, of course, killed him. Maybe also killed his children and his wives and, and, and all his oh, livestock yeah. and everything. This was like the end of the episode. Yeah. Right. Awkward. But then also... Kind of a downer. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> after Jericho. Yeah. Uh, and then there was also that other city nearby whose name I don't remember. Oh, it was I. I. 
and that city where he said, you know, he sent Joshua sent a troop to go around the city to the other side, but kind of stay nearby. And then he and a smaller force went up to the front. And when they chased him out, they ran away and all the soldiers chased him. And then the ones lying in wait came into the city and burned it to the ground. And it was very exciting. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah. So Josh has Sweet. shown his cunning as well as his ruthlessness in dealing with Ahan. Mm-hmm. I bet God loves him then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's find out as we continue on with Joshua 9, 10, and 11. We want to remind everyone as we start to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink your holiday drinks along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that... Let's jump right into Joshua 9. When all the kings who were beyond the Jordan in the hill country and in the lowland and on all the shore of the great sea in front of Lebanon. Oh, that's a place that I know. (laughs) The Hittite and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite heard of it, that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. But when the inhabitants... Yeah, I know. What is that? That's interesting. That's cool. Like everyone else was like, well, okay, you guys are the ones to join. I was going to say, weren't we fighting all these people just 30 seconds ago? Yeah. Yeah. I guess they gave up. They're like, okay, we're on your side. We're on your side now. Yeah. But I'm like, who are they? Who is left to fight then? Seriously. (laughs) That's true. Who counts as the Canaanites now? (laughs) I guess we'll find out. Yeah, let's see. (laughs) Yeah. So, but when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard Mm. what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai... That's they the one I was just resort- talking about. Yeah, I know. Now I know what you're talking about. It's just funny that it's spelled that way. <laughs> so they also resorted to a ruse and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks on their donkeys and Wait, hold wine on, hold skins. On. Hold on. Yeah, Back I don't up. know what's happening either. It's the is it the people of Gibeon who are doing this? Doing a ruse? I, I think I think that's the idea. I think so. Can we back up and yeah. start from there again? It just says, okay, but when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai, they also resorted to a ruse and mm. went and made as if they had been ambassadors, okay? And they took old sacks on their donkeys, well, I don't know what <laughs> uh-huh. that means, and wineskins, like, like, yeah, what? Wineskins. Like, the- like a wineskin. Like a canteen, like a bag canteen, oh, but you have yeah, yeah, yeah. wine in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. The best yeah. kind of canteen. Totally. Okay. So wine skins, old and torn and bound up, uh, and old and patched shoes on their feet, and old garments on them, and all the bread of the provision was dry and was become moldy. Oh. So they're like pretending that they're really down on their luck, that they're having a hard time, I guess. I see. Okay, yeah. All right. So they went to Joshua and to the camp at Gilgal and said to him and to the men of Israel, we are come from a far country. Now, therefore, make you a covenant with us. The men of Israel said uh. to the Hivites, 
I know. What if you dwell among us, and how shall we make a covenant with you? They said to Joshua, We are your servants. Joshua said to them, Who are you? And from whence come you? <laughs> Why do you smell like moldy bread? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get get out of here, man. Okay, so not they that they're s- down on their luck, but that it's they're from very far away. So they're disguising themselves. Okay. Yeah. Pretending they're, they've they're come ambassadors. from a long, long way. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, they said to him from a very far country, your servants are come because of the name of Yahweh, your God, for we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to Sihon, king of Hezbon, and to Og, Mm. king of Bashan, who was at Ashtaroth, Ashtaroth, yes. (laughs) Our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us, saying, Take provisions in your hand for the journey, and go and meet them, and tell them we are your servants, and now make you a covenant with us. Okay? Which is exactly what they just did. That's their cover story? Yeah, I I guess so. Okay, got it. Their elders said do this, so they did it. So, okay. okay. This is our bread we took hot for our provisions out of our houses on the day we came forth to go to you but now behold it is dry and is become moldy they're like look 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 at this bread look look at it look at how dry it was good, and moldy it is it's like disgusting trust yeah, us. we can't eat it See? We, a little too proud of their cover we story we didn't throw it out or anything for any reason we just yeah, thought we, that we'd keep it so we could show you exactly <laughs> And these wineskins, which were filled, were new, and behold, they are torn. And these are garments. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, they're, they're torn. What? <laughs> and these are garments, and our shoes are become old by reason of the very long journey. Mm. Definitely not because we scraped them on some rocks and made holes in them. <laughs> yeah, Definitely exactly. The it must be because of the journey. Exactly. <laughs> the men took of their provision and didn't ask counsel at the mouth of Yahweh. Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live, and the princes of the congregation swore to them. It happened at the end of the three days after they had made a covenant with them that they heard that they were their neighbors and that they lived among them. Heard from whom? So who is this? Yeah, who's gossiping? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just That's a good question. I have no idea. You know, someone... Maybe maybe after it worked, after they got the covenant, they were like, "Ooh, yeah, so we actually just live right over that hill there. Oh, you think they gave themselves away? I you guess know, it makes sense. Drinking oh, at the tavern geez. or something. Oh, if they were just like so proud of their cover yeah. story, it would make sense. They'd yeah. be also not very good spies. Oh, exactly. I say. This is the theme of this book so far. Joshua, colon, not very good spies. Terrible sky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> terrible spies. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> The children of Israel journeyed and came to their cities on the third day. Now, their cities were Gibeon and Sephirah. Now, what does it say? C-H-E-P-H-I-R-A-H. Sephiriah. Like Mariah, but with a shepherd in front of it. I wonder if it's like Hephirah or something. Yeah, it's probably Hephirah. Sound, yeah. Oh, oh, all right. I, I, I have and, no idea. Yeah, I don't either. So, Shephira and Beroth and Kirath Jerim. Kirath Jerim. <laughs> Whatever that is. The children of Israel didn't strike them. That's nice of them because the princes of the congregation had sworn to them by Yahweh and the God of Israel. 
all the congregation just Yahweh, against... Yahweh the God of Israel, not Yahweh and the God of Israel. Those are the same no. person. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yahweh the God of Israel, not yeah. <laughs> I guess he is the God of Israel. Yes. All the congregation murmured against the princes. But all the princes said to all the congregation, we have sworn to them by Yahweh, the God of Israel. Now, therefore, we may not touch them. This we will do to them and let them live, lest wrath be on us because of oath which we swore to them. The princes said to them, let them live so that they so they became woodcutters and drawers of water to all the congregation as the princes had spoken to them. Huh. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so So it worked out for them. But I guess, I guess. The, the middle ground was they become, they kind of have to do all this manual labor. Maybe that was their trade already. We don't Maybe know. Maybe they're happy their to do that. Their trade is in drawing water. They're professional well, okay. water drawers. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. I guess it is, to be fair, it is probably like, this is probably a sweet deal compared to the Israelites come and destroy your, all your cities. Probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Killing all of you and your women and children and burning your city to the ground, I suppose. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's probably a better deal for sure. Joshua called for them, and he spoke to them, saying, Why have you deceived us, saying, We are very far from you when you dwell among us? What? Yeah, just why did you do this trick? Joshua's trying to call them out. Oh, oh, so they know now? How did they know? Yeah. Yes. Remember Josh heard through the rumor mill. That's literally what oh, we just that read. Was, oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't know that that's what it was saying. I see. Okay. What do you think that it was saying? I don't know. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> Three days and made a covenant. Yeah. Oh, that they heard that they were their neighbors and they lived among them. Yeah. It just, that wasn't incredible. Okay. It just says it happened at the end of three days after they had made a covenant with them that they heard they were their neighbors and that they lived among them. So I guess meaning like that they were their neighbors before and now they're yes. here. Mm. I say, okay, yes. yeah. I thought you know, that it's I- possible. It's possible that the three days later is because of these princes showing up to the cities and going, "Oh, uh, these are those cities that we made that covenant with. They're like right here." I guess we can't hurt them because we made that covenant. Maybe that's how he found out. Because then it makes sense that right after that is when Joshua goes, dude, what's Teal? (laughs) You're right there. Yeah, it just wasn't 100% clear. And I thought that I meant that it meant by neighbors, like that they were neighbors in that city, but not that they were neighbors of a different city. So you meant like neighbors in the suburbs? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> like we're all living here in Israel okay. or whatever, and we're neighbors, <laughs> and we're neighbors. Uh-huh. Like, obviously, we're neighbors. So, yeah, that's what I thought that it meant. That'd be, much, that'd be a much harder con to pull off. That, like, literally, as soon as they walked into the camp with their moldy bread and shoes and stuff, is that the like, person wait like, a minute? Hey, you've lived next to me in the same tent for the last twenty years. What are you doing? <laughs> it was mostly just that, like, they they were now neighbors, is what I thought that they meant. Like, their neighbors because now they live among them but not that they oh, were neighbors before no. that's I yeah see. that's yeah. where my head got went it. yes yes neighboring cities got it yeah i got it now thanks <laughs> okay <laughs> so all right uh now okay so joshua called to them and he spoke to them saying why have you deceived us saying we are very far from you when you dwell among us now therefore you are cursed and you shall never fail to be out of your bond servants whoa calm down bro both woodcutters and drawers of water for the house of my god they answered joshua and said because it was certainly told your servants how that yahweh your god commanded his servant moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you therefore we were sore afraid for our lives because Mm. of you and have done this thing 
Now behold, yeah. we are in your hand as it seems good and right to you to do to us. Do. <laughs> what? Aww. It seems... Okay, yeah. we're... Yeah. To do to us, do. So did he to them... <laughs> This translation, I just can't. Okay. So did he to them and deliver them out of the hand of the children of Israel that they didn't kill him, kill them. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. No, he, he was true to his word. Yeah. Although, I mean, kind of enslaved them, but at least yeah, he didn't kill enslaved them. but not killed. That day, Joshua made those woodcutters and drawers of water for the congregation and for the altar of Yahweh to this day in the place which he should choose. Okay, that was a weird huh. chapter. <laughs> so I guess to this day, meaning that at the time that the people were then telling this story and writing it down, it's uh-huh. like, so that's why this whole like cast of people work these woodcutting yeah, So that's why it's okay to still jobs. treat them like shit. <laughs> right, because really like we did them a solid by not killing them. By so not really killing them, sure. Us. Really, they should be grateful. Yeah, exactly. I'm a little troubled by this okay. whole Well, <laughs> I'm troubled by many things in this book, but here <laughs> we are. True. You really got to pick your battles with being troubled in yeah. this book. Okay, it's just this is like, I guess, base level trouble. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Joshua 10. Ooh. Now it happened when... Adani Zedek. Adani Zedek. Adani Zedek. Adani Adonai Zedek. Adonai it's a very sci-fi kind of it, name. It really I like is. It. Yeah. I like it. It sounds like, yeah, it definitely sounds like an alien race. When Adani Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard mm. how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it, as he had done to Jericho and her king, so he had done to Ai and her king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them, that they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city as one of the royal cities and because it was greater than I and all the men of it were mighty. Mm. Therefore, Adani Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hoham. <laughs> Hoham. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, Hoham. Hoham, king of Hebron. And to Piram, king of Jarmuth. And to Japhia, king of Lachish. Whoa. And to Debir, Debir, Dubers. 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 <laughs> and to Dubers, king of Eglon, saying, Come up to me and help me, and let us strike Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Oh, that's not the direction I thought that was gonna go. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Therefore so, so they've heard that Gibeon's now on Israel's side, and they're yeah. like, We're gonna crush them then instead of going against mm-hmm. Israel. Yeah, that's surprising. I think everyone's okay. scared yeah. of Israel at this point. Seems that way. Yeah. Therefore, the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, gathered themselves together and went up, they and all their hosts, and encamped against Gibeon and made war against it. The men of Gibeon sent to Joshua to the camp to Gilgal, saying, Don't slack your hand from your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the hill country are gathered together against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. Yahweh said to Joshua, don't fear them, for I've delivered them into your hands. There shall not a man of them stand before you. Is it yeah. just always that that Yahweh is delivering all these people into Joshua's hands or whomever's hands? It's like, ah, don't worry about it. I put him there for this to happen. 
It's like seems that way. It's like that whole thing of like God has a plan. Like God, this is part of God's plan yeah. or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have to yeah, give you a I bunch of so. trials yeah. and can't make your life easy. I've got a plan for other stuff to happen. I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any exceptions, and the only one I can think of was after the ten were bad and two were good. Then Yahweh was like, y'all are going to wander in the wilderness and won't be able to take it. And then after that, some people were like, no, 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 we're going to go fight some people. And they got beaten. And Yahweh was like, nope, I told you not to. What are you Uh, doing? What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) But it seems like every other time it is like the theme is Yahweh being like, don't be afraid. And they're like, but we're afraid. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to give you something to be afraid of. (laughs) And they're like, ah! Oh, God. Yeah, basically. Uh, Let's see. Joshua, therefore, came on them suddenly, for he oh. went up from Gilgal all the night. Oh, such guerrilla tactics. Okay. Yahweh confused them before Israel, and he killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and chased them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them to Azekah and to Makedah. Wait, who is it that he's okay, killing? <laughs> the other kings of the Amorites okay. who showed up to fight the city of Gibeon. Cool. This is w- weird because it's like everything else, like we've gotten all this detailed account yeah, exactly. of the strategy and it's what's like, going on. And all of a sudden now it's just like, and then they did. in a real confusing way, <laughs> he totally beat them. <laughs> a confusing way that I really can't describe or put into words, really. So you just got to trust uh-huh. me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It happened as they fled from before Israel while they were at the descent of Beth Horon that Yahweh cast down great stones from the sky on them to Whoa. Azekah. And they died. They were more who died with the hailstones than they whom the children of Israelite Israel killed with the sword. Whoa. So this is more of like magical hail Just slash crazy stones. giant hail, like baseball-sized hail. Also could have been an eruption. That's a, that's a lot of eruptions. That's a lot of eruptions. <laughs> that's just, so volcanoes are going tail. crazy these days. But I think it's much more likely that people would die from rocks falling down in an eruption than just from hail. Maybe if it's big hail. I feel like when there, if there's a volcanic eruption, like the bigger deal is not just the rocks falling from the sky, but the freaking like lava running. But if you're down at a distance, hill. far away from the Maybe. lava, you can still be affected. I wonder if we might be able to do a little research in the bonus on that. Yeah. Which one it is. All right. Then spoke Joshua to Yahweh in the day when Yahweh delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, son, stand you still on Gibeon. You moon what? in the valley of Aijalon. Wait, is he Wait, talking uh, to moon? like the planets? Oh, like this... no, no, no. I remember this. I remember this. I remember this story. Let me keep reading. What? The sun sun stood still and the moon stayed until the nation had avenged themselves of their enemies. Isn't this written in the book of Jashar? I I don't know. The sun stayed in the midst of the sky and didn't hurry to go down about a whole day. There was no day like that before it or after it that Yahweh listened to the voice of a man for Yahweh fought for Israel. Yes, I remember this now of when God made the sun stay in the sky so they could fight Longer. In the daytimes. Yes. I don't know what the book of Jashar is. I have no idea about that. Yeah. Wait, okay. Joshua I'm definitely going to look all that up. Made him do this? J- Joshua. 
was what the one who was do? like, oh, yeah. Well, then Joshua Joshua spoke to Yahweh. Yeah. Oh. And he said, in the sight of Israel, son, stand you still on oh. Gibeon. And then Yahweh did it. Wow. Jeez. And Yahweh was saying, like, never cool. again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Yahweh, Yahweh was like, like, just the once. You know what? We're not going to do that again. But thanks. Thanks yeah. for trying. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Don't, don't expect that to happen again. Yeah, okay. don't expect too much. Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp to Gilgal. These five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave at Makedah. It was told Joshua, saying, The five kings are found hidden in the cave at Makedah. Joshua said, Roll great stones to the mouth of the cave and set men by it to keep them. But don't stay. Pursue after your enemies and strike the hindmost of them. Don't allow them to enter into their cities, for Yahweh your God has delivered them into your hand. It happened when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of killing them with a very great slaughter. Jeez, yikes. (laughs) Until they were consumed and the remnant which remained of them had entered into the fortified cities, that all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makedah in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. What do you think that means? Like didn't, see... didn't talk bad about him? Yakety yak, don't talk back. Can we see what the message says? Uh. Oh, that's where that song comes from. <laughs> there you it's go. a biblical song. Uh. Exactly. The whole army then returned intact to the camp and to Joshua at Makedah. There was no criticism uh, that day from well, the people of Israel. Wow, okay. amazing. That's a oh, first. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a big change from Moses' uh-huh. time. They're grumbling all the time. Yeah, exactly. Well, they know better okay. now. Then said Joshua, Open the mouth of the cave and bring forth those five kings to me out of the cave. They did so and brought forth those five kings to him out of the cave. The king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon. It happened when they brought forth those kings to Joshua, that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said to the chiefs of the men of war who went with him, come near, put your feet on the necks Whoa, of these kings. Uh, wait, who's putting their feet on the necks? Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said to the chiefs of the men of war who went with him, come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. Like stand okay. on them, I think. Stand on the neck, the head, the uh, yes. the shoulders of kings. Or like, hold hold them yeah. down. The necks. Do you think? Oh no, I was thinking they're like they lie them down. Oh, on the I ground. think yeah, Yikes. I think they're lying down and okay. putting there. Do you think they're gonna kill? Do you think this is more of a symbolic thing of submission? <sighs> I, I, I th- I'm gonna vote for killing. You like, think we're so? Kill what do you think, Emily? Yeah, definitely. They're gonna murder the heck out of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Cut off their heads or something. They came near. They came near and put their feet on the necks of them. Joshua said to them, Don't be afraid, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage, for thus shall Yahweh do to all your enemies against whom you fight. Afterward, Joshua struck them and put them to death and hanged them on five trees. Nailed it. (laughs) Yikes. And they were hanging on the trees until the evening. Well, yeah, you called it. But you can't leave them overnight because it's too spooky. As Yahweh yeah, commanded. Yeah, yeah. It happened at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded, and they took them down off the trees and cast them into the cave in which they had hidden themselves and laid great stones on the mouth of the cave to this very day. Wow. Mm. That was a lot. Joshua took Makeda on that day and struck it with the edge of the sword and the king of it. He utterly destroyed them and all the souls who were there, who were therein. He left none remaining. And he did to the king of Makedah as he had done to the king of Jericho. Joshua passed... Gosh, Joshua's really just not, like, kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. Not even taking names. Doesn't even care. 
kicking butt and hanging on trees. Oh, as, gosh. as the saying goes. Yikes. <laughs> Joshua passed from Makeda and all Israel with him to Libna and fought against Libna because that's what we do these days. <laughs> we just fight and pillage and take everything. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And Yahweh delivered it also and the king of it into the hand of Israel. And he struck it with the edge of the sword and all the souls who were therein. He left none remaining in it. And he did to the king of it as he had done to the king of Jericho. Of course. Joshua passed from Libna and all Israel with him to Lachish and encamped against it and fought against it. Oh, here we go. And Yahweh delivered Lachish into the hand of Israel, and he took it on the second day and struck it with the edge of the sword and all the souls who were therein, according to all that he had done to Libna. So all of them? Every single person. Every single, yeah, exactly. (sighs) What? (laughs) Good Lord. Oh, we still got more to go. I'm sure. We're, it's this just, just going to be like one after another? Yes, yes. Okay. we got to keep doing okay. repetition. Yeah, we're just yes, doing yeah. you do. constantly. Correct. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Then Horam. Horam. I thought he was Hoham. I thought he was Hoham. Hoham? This is a different guy. I thought he guy. was Hoham. Oh, oh was yes. Hoham was, Hoham was, was, was right? one of the five kings. You're right. All right. Okay. Then Horam, king of Gezer, came up to help Lachish, and Joshua struck him and his people until he had left him none remaining. Joshua passed from Lachish and all Israel with him to Eglon, and they encamped against it and fought against it, and they took it on that day and struck it with the edge of the sword, and all the souls who were therein he utterly destroyed that day, according to all that he had done to Lachish. Drink. Drink. That was like clear repetition, (laughs) same as we did to the last Mm -hmm. one. Joshua went up from Eglon and all Israel with him to Hebron, and they fought against it, and they took it and struck it with the edge of the sword and the king of it and all the cities of it and all the souls who were therein. He left none remaining, according to all that he had done to Eglon, but he utterly destroyed it and all the souls who were therein. Keep drinking. Oh, boy. Yep. Here we go. Just keep drinking. (laughs) Just keep drinking. Just nonstop here. Joshua returned and all Israel with him to Debir and fought against it. Debirs. Debirs. And he took it and the king of it and all the cities of it. And they struck him with the edge of the sword and utterly destroyed all the souls who were there. And he left none remaining as he had done to Hebron. So he did to Debir and to the king of it as he had done to Libna. Also to Libna and to the king of it. What if eventually, like right at the end, just to kind of fake us out. It'll <laughs> just be a like, random thing. And then thing. he killed everyone but six. <laughs> <laughs> Left those he kept to, to run six away. people alive just for the heck of it, because yeah. you know why I not? Up at the end of it, it was like, and this place is totally hand him in his ass. Oh and yeah, put him in his place. Really, really caught us all off guard, and we had to sit and think about it for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> so Joshua struck all the land, the hill country, and the south, and the lowland, and the slopes, and all their kings. He left none remaining, but he utterly destroyed all that breathed, caused Joshua, Jeez. as Yahweh, the God of Israel, commanded. Joshua struck them from Kadesh Barnea, even to Gaza, and all the country of Goshen, even to Gibeon. All these kings and their land did Joshua take at one time, because Yahweh, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, to the camp at Gilgal. That's the end of the chapter. Gilgal. Wow. That's a lot of destruction. Yeah, it it, seriously. Seriously. Gosh, but it's interesting to me that Yahweh isn't one to like take over the entire world. He's just like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do part of it. We're gonna do some. Yeah, but but think about it to your to your perception as an Israelite. This is the entire world. I mean, you you can't even conceive. You can't even conceive of anything outside of this other than Egypt. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I guess is you're like right. Okay, kind of the bed sure. of civilization. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. You don't even know that the there is a world that's a globe. You know, you don't even get that. Like, that's this true. is the whole world. Yeah. I guess you're right. But, yeah. you know, but God, it, wouldn't God know that there was more out there? Well, sure, but saying. he's not going to tell these people. Okay. He's not going to tell these people. That's a <laughs> need-to-know basis. Okay. They don't have the security clearance for that. <laughs> I guess not. It's above your pay grade, Joshua. All right. The world is flat, for all you know. Yeah. <laughs> it- <laughs> Just keep it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joshua 11. It happened when Jabin, Jabin... Jabin. Jabin. I like Jabin. Jabin. I like the French, French treatment. King, yeah. <laughs> it happened flinched. when Jabin, yeah, king of Hazar, heard what? of it that he that he sent to Jobab, oh, king of <laughs> king of Madon, Jobab, and Jobab. to the king of Shimron, and to the king of Ashraf. Wow, what is happening? <laughs> he over sounded there? like a freaking like Lord, like Saint Bernard dog. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, see, I was I was going for like Klingon there. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is spelled A C H S H A P H. And to the kings who are on the north in the hill country and in the Arabah south of Chinaroth. Kristen Chinaroth. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen Chinaroth. And <laughs> in the lowland <laughs> and in the heights of Dor on the west. Also a musical. To the Canaanite. Uh, <laughs> to the Canaanite on the east and on the west. Oh. And the Amorite and the Hittite and the Peretzite and the Jebusite in the hill country. And the Hivite under Hermon in the land of Mizpah. So everyone else. Everyone So Jabon. Everywhere. Is sending messages to all these Jabon people. is like, holy crap. Jabon. Yeah. They went out, they and all their hosts with them. Much people. <laughs> like the... Why do much people? Okay. We're not Very forced. Much people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So strongly. Yeah. Uh, even as the sand that is on the seashore in multitude, huh. with horses and chariots, very many. They're just really committing to this. Much people, yeah, very this many. Is so very many. <laughs> so doge. All these kings met together, and they came and encamped together at the waters of Miram to fight with Israel. Okay, so they decided we're going to like team up all of our armies together. Yeah. Okay. Joshua, you know, sorry, <clears throat> Yahweh said to Joshua. <laughs> very different. Guess, guess what he said? Guess what uh, he said? He says, don't worry, I'm going to give them all to you. So yeah, just go we'll be good. Him. We'll be good. Don't be afraid because of yep. them. <laughs> For yep. tomorrow, at this time, I will deliver them up all slain before Israel. All slain? You didn't even have to oh, do anything. jeez. Yeah, that's fascinating to me that they're... That, I mean, and it's true. Like, why Why doesn't Yahweh just, like, strike them down? He certainly can. Well, that's in that same category question of questions yeah. of, like, why doesn't Yahweh just, like, kill all the serial killers? Or why doesn't Yahweh just tell you ahead of time, hey, this person's going to betray you? Like, yeah. it's that same category of unanswerable question, really. But again, like Game of Thrones, you'd ask the same question of, like, well, why don't, you know, the old gods or the new do something more active? And it's like, you know, maybe maybe they've They're got... They're going to let you do your own thing. Maybe there's red tape they got to go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's bureaucracy uh, and paperwork, and it's just... Fascinating. Who knows? Uh, you shall hamstring their horses oh. and burn their oh, chariots what? with fire. Jeez. Oh, that's, that's oh God, that's an awful... Yeah, yeah, that's awful. Boo. Boo, Yahweh, boo. So Joshua came, and all the people of war with him, against them by the waters of Miram suddenly... And fell on them. Oh. 
Yahweh delivered them into the hand of Israel, and they struck them and chased them to great Sidon and to Mesopotamia and to the valley of Mizpeh eastward. Mesopotamia and to the valley of Mizpeh eastward. And they struck them until they had until they left them none remaining. Classic, classic Joshua <laughs> striking till there's none Obviously. left. Yeah. Joshua did to them as Yahweh bade him. He hamstrung their horses and burnt their chariots with fire. Joshua turned back at that time and took Hazor and struck the king of it with the sword. For Hazor Hazor before was the head of all these kingdoms. Oh, that was Jabin, the king of Hazor. Oh, Jabin's getting getting his comeuppance. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> they struck. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm okay. <laughs> It's too much for Emily. Yes, it is. They struck Not all the alcohol. souls. Yeah, they struck all the souls who were therein with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them. There was none left who breathed, and he burnt Hazor with Jeez. fire. Burning, just, I, how can you yeah. read this as a small child and not be like completely horrified? You you don't. You don't. First of all, you don't read it. But also, second of all, if the adults tell you this is a good thing, then you're just like, uh, okay, okay yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. Great. All the cities of those kings and all the kings of them did Joshua take, and he struck them with the edge of the sword and utterly destroyed them, as Moses the servant of Yahweh commanded. But as for the cities that stood on their mounds, Israel burned none of them, save Hazor only. Mm. That, that did Joshua burn. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All the cities that stood on their mounds. So I guess these are all the other like hill cities around. I guess. They didn't burn yeah, those. Maybe so they're like, those are the good ones that are in a defensible space. Mm, yeah, had good architecture. And yeah, and so there's Yeah. We went we went to a place in Beijing that had like a sacred mound. It was like near the um Temple of Heaven, and then like there was this other place that had like a little mound and people were taking pictures on top of the mound. Like a um, little and yeah, mound? It was, was it, really was it little. Like a burial but it was a mound? Because that's the thing many cultures I don't do. know. No, y- you walked up these like cool steps and then stood on the mound and then took pictures on the mound. <laughs> but the mound itself was small, but the steps were large. So okay. it was circular. I don't know. But anyways, maybe mounds are significant in, in many places. Religions, I, think, I think so. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's unclear here whether these are hill like big hills or these are just mounds i don't know but uh, yeah yeah Uh, but he didn't burn any of those except for hazor that did joshua burn all the spoils of these cities and the cattle the children of israel took for a prey to themselves but every man they struck with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them neither left they any who breathed so i guess they killed uh, the people too, the women and children. I guess you yeah, have to, right? If, if, uh, do if they you mean breathe men, there, like, yeah, any who breathed? Yeah, okay. Well, they say every man, but I think that means like human. But yeah, like they didn't. The spoil of the cities and the cattle, the children of Israel took for a prey to themselves. So I think, aside from that, everyone's dead, right? Which, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. probably. As Yahweh commanded Moses, his servant, so did Moses command Joshua, and so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that Yahweh commanded Moses. 
<laughs> they're really driving home. Joshua's just like, just like standing like on top of a mountain, just like, oh, I am <laughs> the king of the world. Yeah. Like freaking Screaming out. Screaming with like rivers of Seriously. blood like Seriously. flowing around him. Yeah, just like totally. Yeah, exactly. Like thunderbolts <laughs> clashing behind him. I, I like Anyways. this. This will be good for our movie, I think. I do like him very like He-Man oh. Code oh, in the Barbarian yeah. style, like okay. wearing very little clothing and just raging <laughs> oh, out yeah, constantly. I'm uh-huh. fine with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just destroying and killing everyone, just like raging. Right. Okay. Yeah, so totally. So Joshua took all that land, the hill country and all the south and all the land of Goshen and the lowland and the Arabah and the hill country of Israel and the lowland of the same from Mount Halak that goes up to Seir, even to Baal Gad in the Valley of Lebanon under Mount Hermon and all their Kings he took and struck them and put them to death. Yep. Joshua made war a long time with all those Kings. Yes, he did. <laughs> it seemed like it was a just one day after time. another. But... <laughs> well, it was a lot of Kings to get through apparently. I guess so. Yeah. There was not a city that made peace with the children of Israel, save the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon. They took all in battle. Jeez. For it was of Yahweh to harden their hearts, to come against Israel in battle, that he might utterly destroy them, that they might have no favor, but that he might destroy them as Yahweh commanded Moses. Oh, is that the same weird narrative that we got with Pharaoh, with Yahweh hardening Pharaoh's heart? So that he can mess so it up. Oh, yeah. more, so that there's more resistance so that he can mess them up. Yeah. 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 It is, it's a weird. I wonder if that was just sort of like a common turn of phrase at that point. Harden to, the heart or what? Like, like oh, that Yahweh hardened their hearts as just sort of a general mm. sentiment for meaning like, oh, they were stubborn or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. There was none of the Anakim left in the land of the children of Israel. Duvakin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Duvakin. <laughs> and the Anakim were the angel, the the no, half breed aliens, were right? They? No. Yeah, I think oh. that was the Anakim Skywalkers, right? Were they the Avakim? Ana- Anakim. Anakim. Or Avakim. Avakin life. <laughs> yeah, Anakim. Yeah, the race What's of giants. The Dovakin. Just... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Skyrim. Skyrim. Novakin. Yeah. Novakin. <laughs> Dovakin. Yeah, Dovakin. No, the Anakin were giants. Uh, but I think they were the ones who were descended from the angels. You think so? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Uh, but who knows? We could look it up later. I thought that but... I thought they started with like a C. The Karn Kalimas. Kaliman. The Nephilim. The Nephilim. Nephilim. That's oh, what you're okay. thinking of the Nephilim. Okay. So the Anakin oh. were just giants yeah. in the sky. Yeah. There was none. Of course. Yeah, I had to Gosh, give up. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Cannot sorry, get through sorry. a single episode hey, you, of PBS you know some kind of musical reference. <laughs> you freaking handed it to me, so I, I don't want to hear it, okay? That's true. <laughs> there was none of the Duvakin left in the land of the children of Israel. Only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod did some remain. So, uh, other places, they, they still were there. So Joshua took the whole land according to all that Yahweh spoke to Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance to Israel, according to their divisions by their tribes. The land had rest from war. Whoa. Wow. Whoa, that's the end of that? Really? Did it? Okay. I'll believe it when I see it, but sure. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Okay. Here's my prediction. Uh Uh-oh. Now that this period of peace is going on, it's going to be more loss. Yeah. 
It's going to be more laws. Oh, you think more laws? Uh, yeah, I think now it's Joshua's turn to great. be like, all right, I thought right. of some more things. <laughs> From the top again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We got a couple things to talk about, though. Oh, man. Maybe. I guess that's, that's true. It's it feels be, right? impossible to me that they would end. They would stop war. There will be even more. Surely, surely that's got to be a fake out. They're like the land had peace for more, and then Joshua got bored and was like, you know what? This isn't good enough. We gotta. We need more. I need more. <laughs> uh, it's possible that we'll have a time jump as well. Oh. You know oh. how far? Well, Wait, it's gonna yeah. be during Joshua's lifetime, so it can't be that far. But, you know, Joshua's yeah. just leading the, like, just started leading the people, right? Kicking butt right away. But I think there's totally. going to be, my prediction is there's going to be laws and rules that Josh makes up. And then maybe a little more war or, oh, or our other favorite move, which is the Israelites being disobedient and then Yahweh oh, making well, their lives pff, shitty. Of course that's going to happen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just, that. that's destined to happen. I'm curious to look up, we can look this up in the bonus content, but like how much time does this take to defeat all the land? Yeah, yeah, let's look you know, that that's up. That's a great question. It. it feels like yeah. it took a week, but it, it's got to be long. Like, I know, was, was it's this... like seven days. Yeah, <laughs> was this 50 they done. years? They're good. You know, right, was yeah. it because well, we had to travel to all these places? Like, I don't know. You know, I'll put write that down. Huh. First yeah, and like how bonus. far are they really from each other? Yeah, that too. Right. When they say neighbors, is it like neighbors meaning like a week long hike or mm-hmm. neighbors like you can throw a rock to their city? Right. Hmm. Okay. Lots of fun stuff to look up. Goodness. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, you can become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at drunk Bible cast on Instagram at drunk Bible study or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Jace Lindgren, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. 